for Torah Kumlana Blat Gemara. It's Mitzray Shabbos Mavarchim, Parshas Vaera. Today's Blat is Davchaf. We're up to about seven lines above the Mishnah. And Rabbi Yehuda says that Machshe Bekotten. Rabbi Yehuda says that a youngster can read the Megillah under, under Bar Mitzvah as long as they reach the age of education, Chinuch, as places and most opinions explain. Amr Abiyudu says, Katni Yisi, I was once, when I was a child, and I was standing there next to Reb Tarfin, and I read for them the Megillah, the Skenim, and these elders, Belud, and nobody said a thing. So they accepted my, my reading. Amr Abiyudu said to him, you're testifying on an event that happened when you were young, under Bar Mitzvah, therefore it's not really that reliable. Tanya, we learned. Our Rebbe, Rebbe said, I was once a child, and I was by Rabbi Yehuda, and I was standing next to him, and I read the Megillah, and therefore doesn't that prove that youngsters can read the Megillah? Says, what does that prove? Rabbi Yehuda is the one who says that youngsters can read the Megillah. So of course he did, he, he approved of your activity. Doesn't prove that everybody else agreed. Amrullah, they said to him, You cannot prove something from somebody who was who, who is lenient. The lame relay says the Gemara, why don't we just say, Rebbe, you were young, just say, just dismiss him out of hand, because he's he's testifying about something that occurred when he was under Bar Mitzvah. So we answer, He's giving him two reasons. First of all, Chada, the cotton is a youngster or a minor, we can't trust you anyway. Right? Furthermore, even if you would have been an adult and you're testifying, you cannot prove to me that Rabbi Yehud allowed you to, die, uh, to, to read the Megillah when he's the one who says you're allowed to read the Megillah. That doesn't prove anything. We are up to the Mishnah on, on Daf Chaf Amir Aleph. Okay. Says the Mishnah. We'll finish the parish tonight. You do not, the Mishnah is going to tell us there are certain mitzvahs that are meant to be done by day and certain by night. Those mitzvahs that are meant to be done by day should be done sometime in between sunrise and sunset. And even though technically a day starts from daybreak and goes through the stars come out, but not everybody's an expert in that. So therefore it's much easier if we just say sunrise to sunset. However, if you did read it prior to sunrise, it's still all right. So it says the Mishnah, ain't kaidin is a Megillah. You don't read the day Megillah only from sunrise and onwards. If you want to circumcise a child, you can circumcise all day, but only from sunrise and onwards. If you want to, you want to, um, to be sprayed, somebody touches a dead corpse. So the fourth, the third and seventh day, they have to be sprinkled on. They also have to go to Mikvah. So we're going to the Mikvah. We're going to the mikveh prior, the night before the spring, and then also after you sprinkle, you go again to the mikveh. So according to Tyson, we're, talk, we're talking about the mikveh that takes place after you sprayed on them from the paradum of the red heifer. Or others say we're talking about the actual, um, the, the hyssop that you're using to spray has to be uh, tabled, and that's what we're talking about. <clears throat> okay, says the Gemara, um, that, you know, the, um, um, to the mission further. Um, likewise. We know that we have a nidah, and the nidah is the first seven days of the, of the cycle, and then from day number seven to day number 18, it means eight through 18, which is 11 days, is out of her cycle, and if she sees blood then, she becomes a zava. And the difference is that a nidah 
if a woman spots in that time of the cycle that she tends to spot, and she can see blood for five days, uh, for, for, for seven days, but it comes the end of the seven days, she checks herself, if she stopped bleeding, she goes to the mikveh that night and she hears tar. But then you have a zava, if she sees past those seven days, and it's out of sequence. So then the rules as follows. If she sees three consecutive days, it's established that she has a new cycle and she is now has to wait till the bleeding stops. And then she counts seven clean days known as Zion Nikim. And then she goes to the mikveh on the seventh day, she can go by day. But if she only saw two days in a row or one day in a row, then the following day, she has to be very vigilant, make sure she doesn't see any, any blood separate from her husband until that happens. That's called a Shemeres Yoim Keneged Yoim. You're watching out one day corresponding to the day that she saw. And so, so too, then she goes to the mikveh. And, and she goes to the mikveh by day. Goes to the mikveh by day, which is like any other zone. And the more will ask, so why highlighting only if you saw one day? Even if you saw for seven, uh, three days, you go to mikveh by day. So we'll discuss that in the Gemara soon. Even though you go earlier, but you don't want her to go to the mikveh until after sunrise. But the cool and if we did it prior to that, it's still all right because technically day begins at daybreak. Says the Gemara Minola, and how do you know the Amakro? How do you know when it comes to Megillah that it has to be by day? So the Pasik that these days should be remembered. So it's clear by day. Says the Gemara, so it seems from here, the Yamim in Balailala, you should read Megillah only by day. Lema to have it to you, isn't this a question on Rashur Malavi? Because we learned earlier that Talad, Amr Shivalevi, Chayib Adam Likris, Megillah, Balaila, Shanaizim, he says you read Megillah by day and then repeat it by night. And here it seems you only read it by day. And says the Gemara, Kik Tani Adiyim, our Mishnah is specifically talking about those mitzvahs that take place during the day, telling you what time to start. Don't start from daybreak, start from sunrise. We're not out to tell you the laws of Megillah by night. We don't circumcise. It says on the eighth day you should circumcise. So we learn out that by day, not by night. Even though the truth be told, from this passage we learn out another din altogether. That even on Shabbos you can go ahead and circumcise. But Yemashmini, regardless of what day of the week it comes out, and in fact by day and not by night we learn from another passage where it says Oisoi him. And um, and therefore we learn out from there that it has to, uh, from that sorry from the pasuk Shiva Shmoynis Yamim. We learn out Ben Shmoynis Yom. We learn it by day, not by night. But the Gemara brings the pasuk, which is a, seems to be easier to understand. The fact that it's only by day tells you it's a time-bound mitzvah. So all the Rishonim want to know if it's a time-bound mitzvah, then obviously women are exempt to uh, make sure that the child is circumcised because of time-bound mitzvah. So why is the Gemara bring a pasuk in Kedushin to teach us that a woman is exempt when it's a time-bound mitzvah? So one answer is that the mitzvah of bris is that important. It's like a cardinal mitzvah that perhaps a woman, even though it's a time-bound mitzvah, is obligated to fulfill it with her children because of the uh, because it's such an important mitzvah. And so we say no. Then the market continues. Well, table and mazlin that that they don't go to mikveh nor do they sprinkle the blood only by day. The chesiv it says the hisa tayr otam. You sprinkle the tayr will sprinkle the coin that is tayr pure will sprinkle it on the one who tamei by yemashvi on the seventh day. The iskish and we compare tevila lahazoya. We compare going to the mikveh to sprinkle because on that pasuk it says after you sprinkle it says we're rochet b'mayim you should bathe themselves. And uh, in other words, they go to mikveh, and therefore, 
But at the same time, you can bathe as much as by day. The same thing over here, the spring of blood is by day. Okay, says so more further. Um, um, so too, this person who, who, this woman who saw blood out of a cycle, um, should go to mikvah by day after sunrise. Of course, every every woman who goes to mikvah by day means after sunrise. Why is it different any other person that has to go to mikvah by day? Itzich, I need to tell you something here. The reason why it's highlighted is Sagan our thought that in this case, maybe she can go at night. Why would you have thought that she can go at night? Because to have a career shows up, perhaps a woman seeing only once should be no different than a male that has a single emission. A male has different kinds of emissions. Sometimes it's called a zov, and sometimes it's a keri, different kinds of emissions, which also renders him tummy. And Maria Rishaynash of now zov goes to the Mikha the very same day. Now, we would have thought we'll compare this woman, a zova, to a male zov. And what do we know about a male zov? The Pasik that it talks about a male Zav, it also talks about the other kind of emission, which is a Keri. The Chsivit says, These are the laws of a Zav. That emanates from him this other kind of uh, emission, a Shikhvazera. So we're comparing a Zav to a Balkari, Shikhvazera. Ma Balkari table, young goes to make it by day. Hainami, little behemoth. So a Zav also goes the very same day that they had that emission, they go to the Mikra. And we would have thought we would compare a woman, a zavah, to a male zav. Now she, when it comes to a woman, she cannot go to the mikra the very same day. Why not? But see, there's another passage where it says that kol yimei zavah, all the days that she has a mission, kimishkim nidasa yila, that she should be like a nidah. Okay, so she's like a nidah. What do we know about a nidah? A nidah cannot go to the mikra the day that she is tamat. She has to wait till the following night. So we would have thought, okay, but at night, maybe the Zava, after they complete that full day that she, you know, the day that she spotted, the next day she has to be shemeris, she has to be careful, make sure she doesn't spot. But maybe that night, after waiting an hour, so she was, you know, guarded it for an hour, then she can go to the mikvah. Just like a, a male Zava can go to the mikvah the very same day that he's telling me here also, the very day that she's, that she's checking herself out, maybe he can go to mikvah even at night. Mikta shimmer v'tibu, go to mikvah at night. Kamashla, no, have to wait till the day. And why taka? Kivan the boy is since we need her to count a clean day, is sphere We know that counting clean days can only be done by day. Because by a woman, when she has to count her seven clean days, it says, is shivas yomim, seven days. Anyway, then we say that even though the day, even though we, we encourage them to wait till after sunrise, but technically a day starts from daybreak until the stars come out. Says that all of these that do it from the daybreak, it is kosher. So in other words, a day is considered daybreak to the stars come out. Asking them not really, how do you know that's considered a day? Maybe it is sunrise to sunset. And in fact, we know that the Vilna Gon and Al Tereva both, uh, both say when it comes to working out the time for Shema, till what time you can read in the morning, when it comes to work out the time for Plaga Mincha on Fridays, when let's say you can, you know, the earliest you can light candles, they say the day is broken up into 12 parts from sunrise till sunset, not from daybreak. And the Mogan Ram says daybreak, and it's a big argument. If you ever look at any of the apps of the Zamanim, you will see they'll give you two different times. They'll say, this is the time for Plaga Mincha, according to the Mogan of Rome, and this is the time of Plaga Mincha according to the Alter Rebbe or according to the Groh. 
different times. But here, as far as we're concerned over here, when it comes to mitzvahs, we say the day technically is from daybreak. How do you know? Amar Rav says Rav. The Hashem called the light day. And we're going to translate as if it's a verb. As it's getting brighter and brighter, that's called day. In other words, from when it starts getting light, which is uh, sunrise. If you want to interpret that way, so then it's a verb. Then to, to darkness, he called night. According to you, it means as it's starting to get dark. That means from shkia, from sunset, it's already night. According to your interpretation, then nighttime really begins from sunset. And no one says that. But now, Kaimlin, everyone knows that night does not begin until the stars come out. Right. I'll bring you a different passage. It says, We were doing work. And half of them were holding on to these spears. From when? So, day's work was from the daybreak until the stars come out. So that's a day's work. Another Pasuk says, the night we were guarding, and by day we worked. So, so the Mara said, why do you need to bring me a second Pasuk? Your first Pasuk already said that they worked from daybreak till the sun stars come out. Isn't that sufficient? Says the Gemara, no. Because you can argue, okay, they worked from daybreak until the stars come out. But who said that's the day? Maybe the day is sunrise to sunset. They just worked overtime. They worked a little bit before, a little bit after. We need to prove that that constitutes a full day. They break till the stars come out. So we have one Pusik when they worked, hours they worked. And we have another Pusik describing that they only work during the day. So now we put two together, we can work it out. When the daybreak comes around, it's not really a day. Maybe as soon as the sun sets, it's already night, but they just work overtime. They work a bit earlier, a bit later. Therefore, comes to tell you, the night was, um, we were vigilant. My day, they worked. So now the mission continues. All mitzvahs of the day, any mitzvah which is by day, you have the entire day to do it. Unless the Torah gives you a specific time, you have the entire day to do it. So we're up to the Mishnah, and base. The entire day is kosher for reading the Megillah. Well, the Kriya's halal, the entire day is kosher for reading the halal. So you can read that even though we have a rule, you try to do mitzvahs as early as possible. There's reason makdim and mitzvahs. But technically, you have the entire day to do it. You have the entire day to read Megillah, the entire day to read halal. Well, the Kriya's the entire day to blow shayfer, and the Tilas Lulav to bless the Lulav. The Tfilas Hamusafin, Ulamusafin, the Karbal Musa, you have the entire day, and the davening, which correlates to that, is also. However, everyone asks, when it comes, we know that the first carbon of the day has to be the carbon Tomid Shal Shachris. You cannot bring the Musa prior to that. So, how can you say that Musa you can do the entire day? The Musa is sandwiched between the carbon Tomid of the morning and the carbon Tomid afternoon. So, you don't have the entire day. So one answer is, as, as far as the Musaf is concerned, you can bring the Musaf the entire day. The problem is it's a problem in the carbon tummit. The carbon tummit has to be first. So that prevents you from bringing the Musaf. But as far as the Musaf is concerned, you can bring it any time of the day. If you bring it too early, it's a problem with the carbon tummit. So therefore, because um, could be the evidence if you brought the Musaf the tummit, it's good enough. And therefore, we consider it the entire day that is the mitzvah. If you have a bull, and uh, we're doing the Mishnah of Chafun Abayz now. 
So if we have, let's say, if Klal Yisrael, everybody did an Avera together because the rabbis said, you're permitted to do this, and they made a mistake. Then when they find out, they realize they made a mistake, the rabbis bring one bull on behalf of the entire Klal Yisrael. That's called a par helem dover shel tibur, a bull when everybody forgot, uh, we didn't realize they're doing an Avera. Or if a coin Godel commits an Avera, a treif, everybody else brings uh, an ordinary lamb, sheep, he has to bring a bull as well. And when they bring these animals, they also go ahead and they say vidui. Well, the vidui haparim, when it comes to saying vidui with these bulls, it should be done during the day as well. The levidui maise, on the fourth and seventh year, if you have any maise left over, you should have brought you to Shalim and you didn't, you have to get rid of it before Pesach, and you say vidui at the time. Also, it should be done during the day. Well, the Yom Kippurim, Kohen Godwa Yom Kippur, does vidui, has to be done during the day. Before you shech the carbon, you lean on the carbon. They both should be done during the day. When you have a flower offering, before they actually go ahead and start the, the, the coin's work on the flower offering, they wave it, and then the coin walks over. It doesn't have to be a coin, but you throw As Tyson says, you can walk over to the south, um, to the southwest corner of the Mizbech, and you touch it to the wall. Then the coin takes it, the flower offering, puts his three fingers in there and does a kemitza and that extraction. They take it to the mezbech and they burn it over there. And it's just the kemitza is similar to the shechita by an animal. And the haktara, taking that kemitza and putting a mezbech, is similar to sprinkling the blood by an animal. That must be done during the day and can only be done by a coin. Limelika, uh, when it comes to a bird, a dove, the koyin then uses his thumb with a nail and he breaks it from his back. Ula hazoya and the sprinkling of the blood on the mezbeach. Ula hashkoya soita when it comes to drinking, making the soita drink the water. Uh, if she's accused of adultery, ula ari and it has to be done by day. Ula egla when you have you find a corpse between two cities, we don't know who's responsible. We measure the closest city and then the elders come out and say it's our fault. We should have escorted him. And they ask for atonement done by day. Well, the Taras Amatera, the Matera, when he, his time expires, that he had to be uh, segregated from everybody, comes back. They take the two birds, one they send away and one they shech. And then they take the, the little cedar tree and the hyssop and they and so on and so forth. All that has to be done by day. Call, and then you have a couple of mitzvahs which are done by night. You have the entire night to do it. Call halayla kosher The entire night is kosher for harvesting the flower offering, which you bring on the second day of Pesach, which enables us to eat all the new crop. And they harvest it the night before, and by day they bring it up as a as a flower offering. That you can do the entire night. Well, the hektir chalavim ve'evot, if you have leftover fats and limbs from the carbon in the afternoon, you put them as bad, you have all night to do it as long as they caught on fire before midnight. That cloud, this is the rule. Any mitzvah is by day, you can entire day to do it. Any mitzvah is by night, kosher kolalayla is kosher the entire night. So Gemara goes through it now. How do you know Megillah is by day? We're starting the Gemara now in the Abchofla base. The Amakra, it says in the Pasik, that these days are mentioned and they should be done. So it's clearly by day. So the question everybody asks, since the Mishnah includes the mitzvahs by night, why doesn't the Mishnah include the mitzvah of Megillah at night? It only mentions the mitzvah of Megillah by day, not by night. 
So we, 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 there's a big argument if you say Shechianu Begila by day as well, because we don't find ever, there's no precedent that you make Shechianu on, on, you know, on the same mitzvah twice. Yet here you're making Shechianu on the same mitzvah twice. So there are those who say you tack it don't. You don't make Shechianu in the morning. And those who say you do it because they say the principal mitzvah is by day. And at night we also do it. So therefore you do it both. The Neide Be'udah has a theory. And his theory is as follows. That when Esther said, I want everyone to read Megillah, he was, she was talking about the day Megillah, as it says throughout the Megillah, Yomim, you know, and so Yom Eilin, it's from Manasseh, it's talking about your main mission, it's always by day, talking about by day. And in fact, if you have the meal of Purim by night, you're not Yetzim. Mishleich is by night, you haven't fulfilled your mitzvah. It always has to be done by day. The rabbis later on added the Megillah at night. So by day, it's from Esther, which is the Nevi'im which is called Divri Kabbalah. Divri Kabbalah is a much higher level than the night, which is only from the Rabbana. And he says, since this Mishnah only mentions mitzvahs from the Torah and similar, which is like Divri Kabbalah, so we only talk about Megillah of the day. We don't talk about Megillah of the night because that's only mid the Rabbana. Okay, then he continues. <clears throat> a halal, halin of a halal, that, that can be an entire day. The Chibot says, you praise Hashem, Hashem from the sun rises in the east till it sets all day. And Abiezer says, This day again, it's like it has it's like the entire day. Hashem did in the gil of his chavoy. We rejoice with him. In fact, these are the same sukkim that we brought before, learning that you have to do it in order, that how has to be done in order. We had the argument there whether it's Shemesh from or from Zehayim, same people. Well, the Tilas Lul, how do you know that all day by Lulu the Chsiv, well, the Kachtav Chem, by Yem Hodishim? Well, the Kiyah Shayah blowing Shayfer, how do you know the entire day? The Chsiv, Yem Trua Yilachem, a day of Trua, prayer blowing. Well, the Mesafin, how do you know the Musa the entire day? The Chsiv, because it says a Posik, Dvar Yem be Yemri. It says the following Yem Tevim when you bring Kabbalah to Hashem, and it says you should bring the Kabbalah every single day. So again, entire day. Well, the Tilas Lul, how about Davening Musaf? It makes only sense. If the davening of Musa is predicated on the actual carbon, then it follows the same timeline. How do you know that the, the confession by the vidu by bulls, or two bulls, the power of and the power of the Kohen Godel has to be by day? The Yalev Kapara, Kapara Gibber, we're looking for Kapara, and we find Kapara by Yom Kippur. And by Yom Kippur, it says, the Tanya, we can put in the Chippur by Adoiva basically. So we know that Yom Kippur is all about Kapara, the Kapara of the Rekh of Daber, and the Kapara by Yom we know that by day, Yechsib, because the Pazik says that on this day, Hashem will forgive you, which is Yom Kippur, and it says by Yom. So we know it has the entire day. The confession you do by Maisa, you should say that I removed all sacred things from Maisa from my house. And then right afterwards it says, This day Hashem commanded you again, it's the entire day. How do you know Smicha Shchita by day? It says, It says you should lean your hands on the animal, and then it says you do Shchita. Okay, so we know that smicha is very similar to shchita. In fact, we had an opinion that takev l'smicha shchita has to be done one in succession and one, one after another immediately. Now, who said it has to be by day? By shechting, it says, by day when you shecht your sacrifices. So since shchita has to be by day and smicha has to be right next to it. Waving the flower offering, the it says, the day that you wave the oimer by day. And how do you know that approaching the Mizbech has to be by day, the by day, 
Because uh, we compared the touching the Mizbeach to waving. The Chesivit says, how do you know that the two are next to each other? It says, well, the Koyin should take from this woman who's accused of adultery as Minchas HaKanoi, the Mincha that she, that, um, that the husband, you know, was jealous and made her take. And the Hainif, it says that you should wave it and then the Hikrib. And here Hikrib doesn't mean offer the Mizbeach, it means bring it to touch the Mizbeach. Because you haven't even done yet the, um, the Kmitzah. So obviously we're talking about just touching the walls of Mizbeach. Then Ulamlika, the Koyan that shechts the dove, Ula Kmitza, and now taking the three, the scoop out of the flower offering, Ulaktore and Roshim Mizbech, Ula Hazoya and sprinkling about the Sivit says, the Yoim Safsa Bene Yisro. The day that Hashem told Eden Sinai, the day that he said to bring all the kabanas. It says by day. But we only learn from that Pasik that things, activities that only a Koyan can do, but Shita, Smicha. Hanafa waving, bring us back. Even Israel could do it, so therefore we cannot learn from that passage. Then the word continues. Saita to give the drink to Saita. Asi we learn out. Toida toida. See how here it says. The coin prepares entire all these laws for the Saita. See how some. And there it says. I'll pay a toida sheyerucha based on the toida that he will teach you. It says on the judgment that he will tell you. And you shouldn't deviate right or left. What do we know about, so we're, we're saying over here that the word toida has to do with judgment. And what do we know about judgment? Ma mishpat biyoyim, we know when the court cases have to convene only by day, afkan biyoyim. So too by a is by day. How do you know that a court case can only be by day? Because the Pashas Kisaytse, it says when a person passes away and he's about to inherit his children, it says by day that he will inherit his children. And there it talks, it says in the Pasuk afterwards, Mishpat. So we see that Mishpat can only be beyond by day. Even though they didn't bring it on the Mizbech, they just broke it from the back over there near Nachal Eisen, but it's treated like a carbon, so it can only be by day. The purifying of Mitzayda, the Chesivit says, The day that they make the Torah. All night long is kosher for harvesting the Omer. The Omer we learned Ktsira, that harvesting the Svira and counting Balilas at night. And you bring the actual carbon by day. So here we have a big argument. So our Mishnah clearly says you have the entire night to harvest, but not by day. By day you don't harvest at all. By day you just bring the flower off. There's another Mishnah Menachah that says that at night and during the day. And here in our Gemara, the our version is Usfira. A lot of one is very, very sphere, which means that the counting the aimer can only be done at night. If you didn't count the aimer at night, if you forgot sphere as aimer at night, you cannot count by day with a bracha, because it says here only by night. And even if you hold, you can harvest during the day, but because when it comes to counting the trader says timimis, it has to be whole, it can only be done at night. There's another school of thought that says no, that you can, since, since the Yilat, according to one opinion, Yilat a harvest by day. You can also count by day with a bracha. On the other hand, also, because it says tmimus, it has to be whole. So what happens if you miss one day is a big argument whether you can continue counting or not. The Bahak says that you cannot continue counting if you miss one day. And, and others say you can continue counting if you miss one day. And the third opinion is that the only night that really is important is the first night. If you counted the first night, it's already tmimus. Even though you miss some days in between, it doesn't matter. You can continue counting. 
The ones who say that if you miss a day, you cannot continue counting is because they argue that it's one long mitzvah. And once you missed, you missed. The one who says you can't count is because they say every night is a separate mitzvah. And therefore, if you miss one night, you can still count the other nights. Traces asks an interesting question. Yes. What? Sorry. That's without a bracha. If you miss one day, that's why we do today, because we have two schools of thought, whether you should or you shouldn't. So we decided we count, but without a bracha. This is how we accommodate both opinions. Tracer wants to know why is it by Spirit of Aimer? As soon as we, can, we do the mitzvah of Aimer, we right away say, Oh, you hear Ratzon, We're remembering the base of Migdash and we're hoping it will be rebuilt. When it comes to the mitzvah of Lulav, remember the Gemara Sukkah that only in the base of Migdash do you uh, have to bench Lulav seven days. So, only the base of Migdash. Or according to the Rambam, the whole Yerushalayim. That's it. Rabbi Yechel ben Zakkai, after the destruction of the base of Migdash, they not, in order to remember Zeichel Migdash, we're going to bench Lulav every single day. So how come we don't say he rotsen by Lulav? Asks Tresis. And the answer is like this. By Lulav, you don't need to say anything to remember the base of Migdash. The fact that we're doing something, an activity, that in itself is is best reminder for us that we want the base of Migdash. But when you say words, you're not totally involved. By Sphere of Aimer, all you're doing is saying words. So therefore, you need something more than that to sort of you know make it um, tangible. So therefore, we have to actually say the words, Yeratsun, Hamigdash. But Lulav, you don't have to say it. By the way, because the Rambam says that Lulav, um, um, if, if from it's not just the base of Migdash, but the, the whole old city of Yishalayim is from the Torah to bench every day. So there are many people that make a special effort on Sukkot to go to the Kaisal every single day to bench Lulav because then they can fulfill a mitzvah in the Torah, at least according to the Rambam. <clears throat> okay, then the Gemara continues. Well, the hectic that you roast the leftover fats and limbs. It says, the entire night until the morning, as long as the fire goes on to it before midnight. Then the Mishnah concludes. This is the rule. Anything which is a mitzvah by day, you have the entire day to do it. Why are you coming to add? You already mentioned everything. Lasuya is coming to add every Shabbos, they organized the lechem the 12 loaves of bread. They had the old loaves they took away that were still fresh, and they brought the new ones out. And then they divided amongst the Kayim, six and four, and the two to the Kayim other. And they also had this frank incense. So they, the old frank incense they brought to the Mizbech, and they burnt it on the Mizbech, and they brought new frank incense. with the. So there's an argument. According to the Chachamim, the, the table has to constantly have Lechem HaPanim on it. So as they were removing the old ones, at the same time, there's another Kayim putting on the new ones. It wasn't a, a minute an instance where there was no bread on the table. Rabbi Yeshi says, you can do that, but if you did, let's say you remove the old bread in the morning and the new bread was there in the later afternoon, that's good enough. That's good enough. Okay. <clears throat> Use your phone. Can you hear now? Yes. In fact, that what is why, um, you know, the right. people, Ariza says you should mm -hmm. have 12 chalas every Friday night to remember the lechem haponim, or Shabbos by day. And that is why all the chalas today are made long, because the long chalas look like the letter Vav. And we have two Lechem Mishnah, Vav is six, two times six is 12. That's why we have you know, the Lechem Mishnah. Uh, or if you have, they make these chalas always a little, you know, chalalach like in Liechtenstein, you'll see there's 12 chalas there inside. <clears throat> so, so the Gemara says, what's the Mishnah trying to teach us when it says to include the Bazichin, putting on the Bazichin, removing it? 
Kirabiasi to tell you it, that you have all day to do it. You can do part of it in the morning and part of it at night. The Tanya we learned, Rabbi says, Silicus Ayishana Shachar, you took away the old bread, the old frankincense in the morning. The Siddha is a Chadosha Ava, you put the new one, the new bread, bread, the new frankincense in the evening, in the late afternoon. Hey, Makaklum, it's all right. Ah, you man, Makaim, what am I going to do with the Possig Leaf Nashem Tommy? You always be on the table. Shaloi Yehei Shulchan. Your table shouldn't be, and the next word should be lina at night, but lay lech without bread. But during the day, it doesn't matter. There are a few hours apart um, from the old and the new. What are you trying to include over here? What do you give me a rule for if you already included the only mitzvah we have at night? What are the mitzvahs we have at night? Says the Gemara, the mitzvah of eating the Karm Pesach. We learned. You have to eat the corn paste of this night. You never come. As I hear it said this night. But never the hell it says says when he was going to kill out all the firstborn. Marcus he says, I will cross over the land of Mitzrayim. This night, just like Marcus Bechiris was by midnight, the corn paste has to be eaten till midnight. Says Taisus that this is relevant today, that the first night of Pesach, because the current, we're not sure of the halachas like Rabbi Loza ben Azariah, that is till midnight, or like Rabbi Kiva, which is our mission. Our mission says you have all night long to eat the current Pesach from the Torah. Rabbi Loza ben Azariah says no, only till midnight. So we have a Stam Mishnah here that says all night long. We have a Stam Mishnah in a few other places, as well as other places, which seems to say only till midnight. So when it's Mahatayra, we are Machni. Which means that the matzah that we eat is mahatayra. So on, by the first night, by the seder, you have to make sure that you complete eating your matzah before chatzos. Not just the matzah in the beginning of the seder, but also the afikaymen. In fact, the Rashi and the Rashbam hold that the main matzah is the matzah of afikaymen, not the first matzah we eat. And um, and then Taisa says regarding the halal that we say after uh, benching is questionable whether you have to finish by chatzos. Our Taisa says you don't. Other Rishayim quote this Taisus as if it says you do. And then there's a question, what about the fourth cup? You have to make sure you finish drinking all your four cases before midnight. The, the songs you sing afterward doesn't matter, but the four cases, they have to finish it before midnight or not. And the question is basically it revolves around the big argument. If the four cases are, when the Chachamim came along and told us to drink four cases, that they just add another layer. Okay, Matzah, Murr, and Pesach, let's add four cases. And if they did that, then we have to follow all the rules of current Pesach, including that you're not allowed to drink the first cup before it gets totally dark, which we have to wait by the Seder till it gets totally dark. And you have to complete the fourth cup before Chatzos, just like the current Pesach, the first night. Second night, this doesn't matter because the second night is only the Rabbonans. We are very lenient. It's only the first night. Or, or we say, that no, that uh, the reason why we cannot make Kiddush early by the Seder is because when you make Kiddush, you have to be able to eat your meal. And since you're not allowed to eat matzah before it gets dark, you can't make Kiddush. Ain't Kiddush Elba But the other cups of wine have nothing to do with the current Pesach. And therefore, as long as you ate your Afrikaimen before midnight, that's good enough. We don't have to worry about anything else. So there are two schools of thought there as well. And I guess we try to be machmed if we can. To finish by midnight, the first night, uh, the cups. And the second night, you know, you go as long as you want. This completes the second parak of Megillah. There's a big argument between Mishnayis and Gemara what the third parak of Megillah is. Because in our Gemara, the third parak is Hakairis and Megillah, and the fourth is Meir. But if you look at Mishnayis, it's the other way around. And in the Rishonim, you'll see some learn this way, some have it that way. I'll show you, Magachir will explain to you tomorrow.